radio personality, Deborah Honeycutt, revealing stories from the red carpet to parenthood, all on three hours of sleep. Doctors recommend eight hours of sleep nightly for proper brain function. Anything less could cause malfunction. Here's your host, Deborah Honeycutt. Well, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. This is my very first podcast. We'll give you a quick background, uh, something I've wanted to do for about five years. I've been listening to podcasts for probably four years and I love them. And I always told myself, well, I'll get to that eventually, but you know, life gets in the way. And then this thing called a pandemic happened. And that was the, the swift kick that I needed to finally put things together. And so here we are, episode one, the name of the podcast again, Deborah Honeycutt on three hours of sleep. And if we were being honest, it was more like two hours and 20 minutes last night, but I digress. And of course, we're going to have some fun things happening with this podcast. Because I'm going to pull the curtain back for those that listen to uh, the radio show that I'm a part of with my good friends Jim and Kevin. It's Jim, Deb, and Kevin on WFMS. A lot of weird stuff happens. I'm going to share some of those things. But more importantly, I'm excited about a segment called Find Your Story because I do believe that everybody has a story. That's been my cover art on my LinkedIn page for a couple of years now because everyone has a story. We sometimes have to dig a little deeper to find out what our purpose is in life. And so we'll be featuring some people during that segment from time to time. So I'm excited about that. Now, today's episode is surviving your child moving to college. That was a process for me. It didn't happen easily. Um, I have two boys. One is a sophomore in high school currently. The other one is a sophomore in college. And a few months, just to give you some backstory, a few months before he was about to move, I completely was handling it fine. So I thought... Uh, we're very close, close with both boys. Um, I wasn't thrilled that he was leaving, but I understood that that's a part of life. That's part of the process. I did the same thing. And so I thought, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with it just like every other mom or dad when they have a child go to college. And so there was a morning, it was the day before he was going to move. And I was part of, you know, this morning show that I mentioned earlier, we were on the air and my friends asked me how I was holding up. And so I responded with how I felt like I was. I said, I'm doing fine. And then there's that lump that you get in your throat when all of a sudden you realize that you're not fine. And it got me right then and there. In that moment, I realized I think I'd been holding it all together. You know, we all do this. We all go through this process. I packed him up. We got him to his dorm. And oddly enough, driving home, it was my husband who cried harder than I did. I think he'd been holding it in. We got home and he and my younger son had a football game to go to. And I was not feeling it. So I decided to stay, stay back. And that night my son called me and said, Hey, I, I realized I left my business suit and I'm going to need that for going through rush. And I said, I told you to take it. And he said, well, I forgot. And instantly I was thinking, yes, he still needs his mom. And so, you know, I offered to take it down and, and a, the next day or a couple of days later. And in my mind, I kind of ran with it. And I shouldn't have because I did understand that this was his time. I really did want that for him because we all want our kids to spread their wings. It's just not easy. I had accepted the fact that this is the next natural part of life, but I hadn't accepted the fact that it meant our family dynamic was not going to be bad, but it was going to be different. And that's hard to just say, hey, no big deal after it's been this way for 18 years. And so in my mind, you know, I had offered to bring him his suit. He said, yes, I would appreciate that. I and mean, he's 90 minutes away. So we're in that location where I'm able to do that. I recognize not everybody could. Uh, so I, I packed up the suit and um, a couple of snacks that, you know, even though I bought out half the store from our move just a day or two prior, and I took it down there. Now, in my head, I had 90 minutes 
that I convinced myself and wrongly so, but I convinced myself that I was going to take him to dinner because he needs his mom, you know, and mom to the rescue. And I, as much as I love my job as a radio personality, I love being a mom more. And so I get down there and it was a rude awakening for me. It was also something that needed to happen. Because let me just back up before I uh, before we get to the uh, the situation, I call it, when I arrived on campus for the second time. Um, just a week prior, I was struggling so bad with feeling, you know, kind of lost in the fact that he was going to be leaving, um, that I had gotten kind of teary-eyed. That episode happened on on the radio where I got where I cried. I heard from so many people who said, oh my gosh, I've been there. You know, I'm about to drop my daughter off. Or people sent cards and said, this reminds me of when I dropped my child off years ago. And it's really hard, but it will be okay. And I knew in my mind it would be okay. I knew that. I just didn't want to go through it. And so I was really struggling. I remember I pulled into the mall one day and a song came on the radio talking about your little boy and how they grow up. And I bawled. A friend called and she was like, I'll, I'll check back with you later because I couldn't even get the words out. Another time I was crying and a friend who, who knows that I love cake, I love my cake. And so she called and asked me what my favorite kind was. And before long, she was at my doorstep with cake. And I kid you not, I laid in bed that day. I was, I was having a hard time, had some tears. I laid in bed. I ate that cake without even lifting my face off the pillow. Literally, I shoveled it into my mouth without lifting my head off the pillow. If that gives you any idea of where I was in that week's that week's time before he moved. So, okay, let me get you back to the campus. I'm, I'm pulling in. I text him when I park and I said, hey, I'm here. He comes out and here I'm expecting him to walk around, get in the passenger seat, go to dinner. He comes up to the driver's side door and he kind of makes the motion to roll my window down. And so I, I rolled it down. I said, are you getting in? He goes, no, I'm not getting in. I just was going to grab the suit. I can't even describe how my heart felt. It was interesting because I had envisioned this whole, you know, couple of hours of extra time and he was in his own world as he should be. I don't know why I did not process it that way. I don't know what the look on my face was. I don't have a great poker face, but I was like, oh, oh, you didn't want to go to dinner? And he said, no, mama, you know, meeting with a new orientation group on my dorm floor. I said, oh, okay, okay. I handed him the suit. And I'm not going to lie to you. I pulled away and I realized in that moment, I got angry. I got, but not so much with him because he had the right to do what he was doing. I think I got angry with myself because I knew the natural next step. I had not accepted it. And so it's about, 15 minutes um, down the road from his campus to the interstate. And it was exactly what I needed. In that 15 minutes, I was a little frustrated, or I should just be honest, angry. And then my mindset changed. By the time I had merged onto the highway, there was some sort of a revelation. And I realized as much as I had been realizing in the weeks leading up to him moving, that this was his time. I totally recognized that. This was his time to go and find himself. And he has done just that. And I'm super proud. But then I realized that this was also my time. Because as much as I have loved being a parent and, and you know, motherhood was the greatest gift I'd had so far. I realized that, you know, in, in having a full-time job, a job where you get up in the middle of the night, hence being very sleep deprived, there are many things that I love to do that I had 
put at the very back of the line and put by the wayside. And those things were so far back at the line that you couldn't see the front of the line. And so I just sort of dropped those interests. One of those is writing. I absolutely love to write. I used to have a blog and I ignored it after a while because as many say, life gets in the way. And so I've been working on writing more. This pandemic helped me with that. I'm writing a book. I'm super excited about it. I've been very diligent with that. And so I realized driving back that it was going to be okay. I don't know what it was. There was this mind shift for me. So when I came back, knowing how much I love to write, I also love coffee. I started following all of these coffee shops on Instagram. And I would go to sit in these coffee shops and I would spend my time writing in my journal, writing on my laptop. And that's when I realized that this was my story. And that is getting back to my passions and doing what I love. And I think that we all need to do that. You know, all moms, we tend to put our kids needs first and our needs come last. Um, but at one point, you need to find your story. Find your story. So as this podcast grows, I will be doing just that, telling my own stories, telling the stories of others in that segment that I mentioned earlier titled Find Your Story. So just as I have vowed to invest in myself a little bit more uh, with writing, with reading, you know, not actually scrolling a screen, but reading a hard copy book, one that I hold in my hands, visiting those coffee shops, I want you to do the same and find your story. That's all for today. Join me next week. We're going to talk about that stranger that you will never forget. Who would that be for you? For me, it was at my son's birthday dinner celebration years ago. I think he was 12 or 13 years old. That same son that's in college. Her name was Mary Lou, and I can't wait to share her story. Thanks for being here again. Deborah Honeycutt on Three Hours of Sleep. Hope you have a great day. 